I was not prepared for the level of fatigue. Um, you know, like people say it and then you kind of experience it and you're like, oh yeah, okay. You're not kidding when you say um, you've never been that fatigued in your life. Well, hey everyone. Thanks for tuning into this podcast or video, depending on how you're watching it. I'm Sal from Watchdog Strength and joining me is Annie Paladino from Paladino Strength in uh, Shoreline, Washington. I got that right, right? Yep. So I reached out to Annie because Annie is a strength coach. And in addition to that, she happens to be a woman and happens to also be a pregnant woman who continued strength training. And I'm super interested in that topic. Um, so Annie, can you introduce yourself a little? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, like you said, I'm a strength coach. I'm in Shoreline, Washington, which is just right outside Seattle. So for all intents and purposes, I'm in Seattle. And um, yeah, so I am currently nine months pregnant um, and scheduled to deliver uh, this Friday, actually. So um, I have like a clear deadline on everything. Um, let's see, I um, first picked up a barbell in 2008. So almost like exactly 12 years ago now, which is pretty weird. Um, and, um, you know, prior to that, I would be someone who, um, if you had sort of like polled anyone who knew me until that point, I'd be like at the very bottom of the list of people who would ever, um, like not just take up powerlifting or like strength training, but like do anything athletic at all. Why is um, that? <laughs> well, so um, I, I I never participated in sports as a kid. Okay. Um, I was a dancer. Um, I'm also a theater artist. I'm a theater teacher as well. And um, I, sports have never interested me. I've been very sort of you know, I was the kid who had a stomach ache in PE as a kid. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's um, somewhat of a surprising turn of events, I think. Um, but by the same token, it, you know, like um, the first time, I, you know, in like six months or whatever, as kind of happens, right? You go from like not being able to squat the bar to like putting the 45s on. And, you know, at that point, I, I like felt like the strongest human that's ever lived. Um, I was like, nobody could possibly be stronger than this, this is like <laughs> the peak of strength ability. Um, I'm a superhero. And that's pretty, um, you know, like, that's a compelling thing that will keep you coming back. So, um, like feeling strong and capable um, was really, really a big deal for me. Um, and something I hadn't experienced prior to that. Taking a look at your website, it seems like that's something that you and I have in common. We've kind of carried that into what we're doing, which is trying to get other people to feel that same thing, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, some of the impetus for me was also, um, you know, being a theater artist and a lot of the sort of acting work that I do is very physical based, mm -hmm. um, sort of looks more like dance theater, I guess. And, um, you know, feeling always like in trainings that we were doing that um, I was less agile, I got tired more quickly um, and attributing that to being like in a slightly larger body than the other people I was working with. And sort of the, the route to remedy that being to get stronger, to move said body around rather than like shrinking said body um, was, also really powerful. Um, and so sort of the experience of feeling more athletic and more agile, um, while not only like not like getting smaller, but like actually getting bigger, um, yeah. was also like a really interesting experience. Um, getting into the meat and potatoes though. And again, thank you. Cause I think it was just yesterday that I reached out to you and I was like, Hey, um, question. And you're like, well, it's going to either be tomorrow or not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can get this done. But um, <laughs> overall, I'm wondering, like, how has your pregnancy been going? How are you doing? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's been very strange. Um, I'm someone who, you know, I think all of us in sort of 
in the strength world like to have an element of control over our bodies. Um, And so this is an area where that is, you know, not possible, right? Um, And so dealing with uh, your body changing without you sort of um, having a ton of control over the path of that um, is an interesting mental challenge, I think. it's been generally, you know, like normal, healthy, kind of uneventful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been this whole, like, you know, being pregnant in a pandemic situation. Um, that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a, a, another kind of level of things to deal with. And um, yeah, I was, um, you know, first trimester, I was very, um, I was not prepared for the level of fatigue, Um, you know, like people say it and then you kind of experience it and you're like, oh yeah, okay. You're not kidding when you say um, you've never been that fatigued in your life. It's like just the the highest degree of fatigue. Give me some examples. Like, was that something where you woke up in the morning? Just, I don't want to get out of bed, not just to exercise, but to do anything or what was kind of the. Yeah, it was more like there would be some weekend days or days when I didn't have a whole lot going on where I would like get up and um, take a nap at 10 a.m. Okay. You know, where it's like, oh, I actually need a nap like (laughs) in the morning, like several hours after waking up. (laughs) Um, And um, yeah, just like really surprising. I think the other thing that was the hardest for me to deal with um, as someone for whom like feeling fit is important um is like you're winded all the time and your heart rate is elevated all the time um and those things are normal like you emit pretty immediately um have like you know your your blood volume increases by um 50% or something ridiculous like that and you know like body's just working extra with all that that extra fluid there um and so the experience of you know like like our house is like two two um stories right so like walking upstairs and then being like why am i winded i can put in all that work in the gym and i'm now i'm tired going up the stairs wow (laughs) when 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 did that when did that catch up to you like what trimester uh, trimesters right pretty pretty quickly like uh, that started in like month two, basically. Wow, really? By month two, you're getting winded going up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, I mean, it's it's right. It feels like, well, I don't, uh, you know, like I haven't gained any weight. Like nothing is different here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, and yeah, it was very. Um, it it just like sent me for kind of a loop, for sure. And what happened with your training frequency at that time? Did you, did you maintain four days a week, six days a week, two, what was Yeah. So no. Um, First trimester. (laughs) Short answer. No. Long answer. No. (laughs) Yeah. First trimester. I really did very little at all. Um, I, you know, so I, I teach part-time high school and middle school and I was, you know, directing a, a middle school musical uh, in January. Yeah. And so sort of my, the energy I had was like to chasing around, you know, some annoying middle schoolers. Um, but I kind of just tried to like do what I could when I felt like it, which would be like, I'm going to go do two sets of five squats and it's at like, you know, 60%. And then I'm going to take a giant nap. Um, but I also, um, you know, early on, I, um, after one of those, like, I'm going to do some squats, you know, I think it was, I think I did 50 kilos, which, you know, like a sort of normal, you know, a couple months earlier, like a good work set of squats for me would have been like a hundred kilos. Right. And so it's not much. And, um, I experienced like a tiny bit of, um, bleeding after that Mm. and it, it happens, right. It's, 
you know, fine. Were you concerned? You know, or was it expected? Or how did you approach it? No. That? So, yeah. So that kind of freaked me out and made me like, I'm not going to lift for a little while. Um, and I don't know if that was the right approach, but it was sort of mentally what I needed to do at that time. of just okay. like, it, it felt like, um, even though it was such a lightweight and, you know, I was paying attention to my breathing and all these things, it just, um, you know, kind of sent me for a loop at that point. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do a whole lot. Um, you know, that was, eh, I don't know, that was like towards the middle end of first trimester probably. Um, okay. and so then I didn't do a whole lot for the next month. Um, I, you know, like, um, during some of the group classes that I, that I was coaching at the time, mm -hmm. um, you know, like they're resting. And so I'll be like loading and unloading their weights and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my training for right now. <laughs> uh, moving stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so far, what I understand is in the first trimester, the first trimester, really the, I guess you could call them symptoms or, or the effects of being pregnant and, and still training is you're in a pretty good uh, training at a pretty good level of training when you went in. Um, but immediately you, you felt the effects of the fatigue, your body growing another person started really taking energy from you. And then about the middle to the end of the first trimester, you started noticing uh, um, spotting or bleeding when you were attempting to do the compound movements. And so from there, you just made a, a conscious choice to back off a little bit and just kind of protect yourself and the baby, I assume, right? Yeah. And, you know, I don't think there's any reason to believe that what I was doing was dangerous, but right. it it felt uh, like the, there was too much cognitive dissonance kind of happening, right? Um, I, I should also mention um, I had, I didn't have like a ton of like vomiting, but I had a lot of just like not morning sickness, but like all day sickness, um, mm. or it's just like generally feeling hungover day in and day out. Um, is kind of like the feeling. Did that get better as you moved into the second trimester? It did. It, it, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think, yeah. And I, and it, you know, like I was probably throwing up like once or twice a week, uh, in the first trimester and that okay. kind of slowed down, but trying to think I think the last time I barfed was like <laughs> mid mid second trimester because <laughs> I started tracking it I'd be like it's been like a week since I since I barfed um <laughs> they, they need a that needs to be one of those um those Fitbit awards that you get you know it's been totally. a, week and a little <laughs> yeah. or like the workplace accident you know signs or whatever where it's like it's been, yeah. <laughs> been. um well so in the first trimester, um, uh, there was really no lifting. Your kind of weightlifting was essentially loading and unloading barbells for your for your lifters. Was there any kind of totally. walking or jogging or swimming or anything that you did? Yeah, so um, I, I did a couple walks. Um, I started getting like sciatica at that point too, which mm. was also surprising. It's like, you know, my body's not really changing much at this point, but like, I don't know, something's yeah. happening. Um, and, um, yeah, but I truly was like pretty inactive for other than like, you know, my job activity, mm -hmm. um, for the first trimester. Um, and my, my kind of apprehension about like, on the one hand, being able to train the way I wanted to. And on, other, on the other hand, um, not like the balance between not pushing myself too hard, but also not uh, just like giving up entirely mm -hmm. um, I, was challenging. And um, so that led me to decide to um, hire a coach. Um, and I've had online coaches before and generally have responded well to it. So, um, I felt like that was, um, you know, a good plan moving forward. So, um, I started working with, um, Cassie Neiman, um, in like right around second trimester, okay. um, starting. 
And, you know, what, what like, led you to her specifically? Yeah. So a couple things. One, um, you know, she's a coach that I've followed for a while, totally trust her. Um, we both kind of, you know, she's a starting strength coach. That's sort of like was my entry point to um, barbell training as well. And um, she um, had a baby last year. Okay. Uh, so kind of like recent experience working through that. And she's also a rowing coach. And, um, you know, I have an erg and rowing is like, I mean, rowing machine is like the only form of cardio that I don't hate. So um, I felt like that would be a good thing to explore, particularly because I was like, just really put off by the like elevated heart rate and getting winded mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, and so wanted to like make sure that I was getting some cardio in there. Um, and it, it, ultimate, it ultimately ended up being um, like a really positive relationship and in particular the rowing aspect. Um, it's something that like, you know, I'm, was competent at, but mm -hmm. like, I never really like explored beyond like, uh, I'm going to go do 20 minutes on the erg and watch, you know, a Netflix show or something. Um, so never, never any real periodization <laughs> or anything with your rowing training, but then you got, no. who was showing you. Different yeah. And so to, to actually like have something that I was a novice at and could improve upon mm -hmm. and like deform improvements, um and sort of you know have a have a feeling of even as i'm like getting worse at most things i'm like kind of getting better at this thing um was really really good um and that was kind of one of my takeaways is like if you're someone who is driven by progress which i am i'm not like an inherent exercise lover i've never gotten a uh, runner's high like i'm just not one of those people <laughs> Um, <laughs> for me, it has to be the, like, um, you know, like I'm leveling up my stats. Right. That's the, that's the part that I like. Yeah. Um, and so to have that, like, not be possible, like I'm not going to get stronger. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I could improve skills or learn a new thing. Um, and so, um, learning new movements, like, I did some movements that I'd never done before, played around with those, that was fun. Um, and then feeling like I was um, improving my form on the ERG as well as just getting more comfortable with it um, was really, really important for motivation, but also kind of like to keep training um, a positive thing for me uh, the way it always has been. It kind of sounds like um, what I tell my lifters, especially when they first come in here, I always kind of have that, that initial talk about like, you know, hey, just so you know, sometimes injuries might happen. And the way we're going to approach it here is we're going to take a few steps. We're going to not freak out, find out what we can do and do that. <laughs> and I tell them every time those three steps. And it sounds like you kind yep. of did something similar with that. Exactly. I mean, it's it's very similar to like a longer term, you know, injury or something that you're working around, right? Yep. Where you know, like, yeah, you're going to change the exercises you do and you're going to find a new way to like identify what progress means essentially. Right. Um, and have the same intention going into what you're doing, but you know, like the intensity is less or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, just reframing it more from like, I can't do the things I want to do because X variable or X thing. It's more so like, well, what can I do? to facilitate. Exactly. Okay. And that's a good yeah. mindset. That's a good mindset for a lot of things. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And so, you know, um, a lot of, um, you know, what was helpful, um, in terms of having like kind of outsourcing my programming, right. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, there's, first of all, there's the accountability part, which, you know, whatever, that's a thing. But Sometimes then there's also coaches, need coaches. Yeah. 100%, coaches need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, but then there's the other part that is, um, like not having like all of your cognitive resources are going towards approaching your training versus on like 
deciding what is the best thing you're going to do. You're just told, do this thing. Great. I can do that. Right. Um, also, if you're coming into um, sort of pregnancy as an athlete, I think that that how to approach intensity is really challenging um, because, you know, there are sort of the two messages that you're given um, mm -hmm. or sort of are out in the ether, which is like either, um, you know, take it easy, do prenatal yoga or just listen to your body and do what you've always done. And it's like, those, those are like <laughs> way, like two ends of an extreme here, right? Like me doing like, you know, prenatal yoga is like probably not going to be a ton. Like that's not a sufficient training stimulus. It's not right. going to feel like training to me. It's not going to be interesting. Um, but trying to work up to six at side, seven, six at eight, six at nine ain't right, going like, to happen either. <laughs> Like, what is that? That's not yeah. a thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's also the element of, well, listen to my body. We, we're not like, um, like <laughs> we tend to learn how to like, um, not that we're not listening to our body, but we're sort of, you know, saying like, no, no, body, chill out. It's going to be fine. This is just RPE8. This is what it feels like. Let's just move forward. Right. And like, so you're, you're being asked to like put that part of your brain aside and like just rest when you need to. It's like, well, I mean, I'm like pushing myself to not rest all the time. So how do you just turn that off? You can't. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, all that is to say, a lot of what I ended up doing um, and what Cassie had me doing, which was really good, was um, like just very different stuff entirely. It didn't look like, you know, a set at six, a set at seven, a set at eight. It looked much more like, you know, a 15 minute Metcon or like, you know, more circuity kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. and you know, do what you can drop the weight when you need to. If it doesn't feel, you know, if something feels weird, like stop and move on to the next thing. Um, and that was, that was nice. Um, I haven't done a lot of training in that way. Mm -hmm. And so that was another kind of like, you know, Oh, I'm going to explore doing the, you know, some EMOMs. See what happens. I don't normally <laughs> like yeah, I don't normally like that kind of training, but, um, you know, when it's, when I'm doing like dumbbell RDLs and feeling really weak, it kind of makes it more fun. Right. Right. Um, and makes it a different kind of challenge. Um, what, and I think the important part is that that kept me having some kind of training, you know, like three or four times a week, which like, to me, like, that's the priority is like, just, you know, keep training, keep doing right. something. Um, and focusing on like, preparing for birth or whatever. Um, you know, like, was there ever a point where you went for an extended period of time, like more than a week or two weeks that you just didn't do shit? Like, and we're going to bleep um, that out. <laughs> I mean, definitely. I mean, first trimester was all that essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, there were a couple weeks that I didn't train like a week at a time that I didn't mm -hmm. train, um, which was more to do with like early March, um, coronavirus anxiety. Mm. Um, so yeah. it was sort of just like stuff outside my control. Um, my husband's a doctor and was like, seeing patients and so it was just like and you know we're in seattle we're kind of like ahead of everyone else in that regard yeah um so there were i think there were like a couple there were a couple weeks um <clears throat> in march where it was just like it probably would have been good for my mental health to train but it just wasn't happening yeah um but then i got back to it yeah, just at the entry, find an entry point and go from there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned your husband was a doctor. Um, other than your coach, like, did did you get help from him, or was it just totally self guided as far as other resources to help you learn about what was going to be happening in your pregnancy, how athletes typically handle and approach it? Like, what other resources did you use other than a, and a coach? Yeah, I mean, I you know I read stuff, and you know, um, there's not a ton that is um, kind of universally applicable. Um, and in fact, a lot of the, you know, kind of national, you know, organization guidelines, there's one from, you know, Canadian obstetricians or something and, mm -hmm. and American college of obstetrics and gynecologists. And <clears throat> it's, you know, like the kind of heart rate recommendations, which you, which used to be a thing, like, don't let your yeah. heart rate get above <laughs> 140 or whatever it is um it's like my heart rate like is 100 like just consistently so that's highly impractical um <laughs> but th those have all been wiped out right because it's going to be different based on what your starting point is um and you know um so anyway there's not a whole lot of universality um i um, looked at some of the material from, let's see, Girls Gone Strong, which has some, um, they put out really good content. They do. Um, and they have some good, um, prenatal stuff, mm -hmm. um, as well as, um, let's see, postpartum, no pregnant and postpartum athleticism, which I think is run by a woman called Brianna Battles. Um, and that was really helpful. She talks in particular about like the athlete brain, and how that is like sort of can cause problems uh, <laughs> when you're pregnant, right? You have to like yeah. put aside the athlete brain, um, which is, you know, the athlete brain's like push through the pain, like <clears throat> intensity all the time, always doing more. Um, it has to be that, perfect. That's um, that balance you were talking about of like, what's exactly. society saying you should do? What's my brain saying I should do? What's my yeah. body saying I should do? And totally, totally. That's tough. Um, <laughs> It is right, and you know that's a that's a um, an issue that I think is specific to someone who is coming from an athletic background or a, mm -hmm. a high training background. Um, someone who is like doesn't you know is kind of like a casual exerciser or doesn't do a whole lot and is wanting to incorporate exercise into their pregnancy, they're going to have very different things to work through. Mm -hmm. um, and for them, it you know yeah maybe like being okay with a little more intensity might be helpful. But for me, it was like, no, 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 it's okay to like take a nap instead. Now you're, you're uh, at this point, you're kind of like, yeah, you're, you're pulling yourself back, but did at any point you ever get like outside voices, people that have nothing to do with your household telling you like, Hey, you should really take it easy. You should really back off. And like, how did you approach that? How did you deal with it? Yeah, it didn't have a ton of that. Um, okay. A couple times where like, you know, I would put a video in a like Facebook group or something and someone says, you know, like it, it's, it's stupid internet things of like, you know, be careful. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, I, like I'm squatting 30 kilos. I, I think I'll be okay. Um, but so it's, um, I think it probably would have been different if I were in like a public gym, but because I was able to do this like in my home gym, um, in fact, I had to because everything Washington was shut down at that point. Right. Um, I think that I got to have a little bit of safety from that. Mm. But that it's certainly a thing that is out there. Yeah. Um, and in particular, there will be a lot of conversation. You know, people will talk about, um, you know, relaxing, right? Watch out for your joints because you got relaxing. Um it's like, okay, well, sure. Like maybe I won't be power cleaning or something, right? Like yeah. I'm not going to be doing like a ton of ballistic stuff, but like, I don't, I'm, it's going to be okay. I think I'll um, be okay squatting 30 kilos. Is It's correct. fine. <laughs> yeah. It's really going to be fine. Like, um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. There's also, you know, the like, um, make sure you're resting and it's like, I'm taking as many naps as possible. So that's not a concern. <laughs> so it sounds, it sounds like it's very similar to like, even when you're just 
normal lifting in in a in a plebe seizure post and they're like you're gonna give yourself a brain aneurysm like yes mm, not really but okay that's not probably how that not <laughs> yeah probably not <laughs> the odds are in my favor on that one <laughs> okay so it's just yeah. the same thing you just kind of like brush it off and keep moving them forward yeah and i think that that's you know there are other things that kind of later on i was you know looking out for in terms of um, when a movement was maybe not the right movement to do anymore. So, you know, you can look for like coning or doming, which is basically like, you'll see, you know, your belly kind of make a little like point. Um, and essentially that just means like, you know, your abs are being worked Mm -hmm. and the, the middle point that, that where the abs come together, which separates in virtually all pregnancies because it has to, it's a normal process. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's pulling across that point, right? So we're told like, you know, watch out for that, which it's hard because like, yes, that probably means there's like, that movement is putting more strain on that area than you need to right now. Mm -hmm. But it also doesn't mean like drop the bar and like run away right now, right? It means like maybe find, you know, like a different modification or play around with your breath to see if, there's a way for you to, you know, brace without that happening. Um, and so how, I think how, that, how were that, your body mechanics affected? Like overall, like balance and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I definitely had to squat differently. Um, but, um, you know, which was kind of cool to see. Um, it was cool to experience as a coach, actually, like um, how, uh, like to see in real time, like, oh, this is how someone who has more weight, like in their belly versus in their butt, like mine normally is mm-hmm. squat, right? It's different. Um, and, you know, so I had to shift my gaze up. Um, I'm normally like a look down squatter. I had to like look straight ahead, if not up. Um, and I had to widen my stance, obviously. Um, but you know, the first barbell movement that felt really good after my kind of time off was um, sumo deadlifts. Those felt great. Um, Conventional deadlifts were just too much smashing of the belly. Um, So scrapped that pretty quickly. (laughs) Um, When would you recommend someone, say someone is typically conventional puller, like would you recommend them just starting to practice their sumo pool like early on or just wait until... I mean, if they've never done it, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, start playing around with it. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think like, you'll kind of know when it's just a like practicality of like, there's no room left. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, and some people, you know, like are able to continue like pulling conventionally just by like widening their stance a little bit, but like still pulling, you know, arms outside their legs. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I have pretty large legs in general. So there was just like no room at all. Um, and, um, and sumo also, I think allowed me to, um, like brace my, uh, a little bit more appropriately, um, in terms of like, not, um, like pushing down on the pelvic floor, but like kind of just bracing a little more appropriately for, um, for pregnancy. So that, that was, that was a movement that felt really good, um, early, which was nice. Um, let's see what else I did a lot of stuff with dumbbells. Some of that was, um, you know, just like do something new, like focus on something new. Um, and then some of that was also, um, like pandemic related where, um, like there was a, there were a couple weeks, um, where my husband was like treating was on the COVID floor. Right. Um, and so the garage was his like entry point decontamination zone for the house. Mm -hmm. Um, so I like stayed out of the (laughs) the garage for, for that, you know, chunk of time, um, and moved all the dumbbells into the living room and had like, you know, a little separate, separate training space so that I could stay out of the, 
contaminated zone. Um, 2020, <laughs> 2020, what a time to be alive, man. Like, indeed, indeed. <laughs> I mean, it can only get worse from here. So, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the optimist in me. <laughs> <laughs> Now's as good as it's ever um, going to be. Yeah, you're like, we're just all downhill from here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so there was a chunk of time where I was doing a lot more with, with dumbbells. And so that looked a lot more like, <clears throat> you know, circuits um, or, you know, sets of, you know, 10 to 15 and mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, was the ultimate goal just to just, just keep moving or did you have some sort of block in mind? Like, okay, well, my circuits for the next four weeks is just to help me get some more muscle or some more strength or some more endurance or was it just get my just to keep training yeah just to just to be moving um particularly because like you know um my classes were I was not coaching anymore like I wasn't I was teaching but I was teaching from the dining room table so like it was very all of a sudden became very sedentary right Mm -hmm. um and so like making sure that I like actually was getting, you know, movement in, which is, you know, really helpful. Um, and that's kind of like, you know, that's what we know is that exercise is beneficial in pregnancy. Easier said than done sometimes though. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. And it's (laughs) also like, I think that can look like a lot of different things for different people. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be like, you know, you need to work your glutes you know, I don't know if you want to, sure. But <laughs> I, I think it's kind of the process of like engaging in some kind of exercise Yeah. Uh, when all you want to do is sit on the couch. What would your, um, I guess if you had a couple of points of just general advice for uh, a lift, uh, and the phrase I want to use is a lifter who happens to be pregnant, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, what would be your general advice for that person? Do whatever you need to do to, um, like not turn off, but like quiet the like competitor brain for a little mm-hmm. while. Um, and that might be like, maybe you're just able to do that and be like, this is cool. I'm going to like reset to 30% and, you know, like go up from there. Um, but it might also be like, you know what? I'm going to train kettlebells right now. I've never done that before. It'll be new. It'll be something that is different. I won't feel competitive with my prior self because it's just totally different. Um, which sort of was the tactic I took of like, mm-hmm. I can't be comparing this to like my prior numbers because, you know, like I haven't trained landmine press before, so it doesn't matter how much I'm doing right um, to my to my own brain. Um, whereas if I'm like, you know. Um, like deadlifting 60 kilos, it feels sort of sad. Yeah. Um, even though it shouldn't, it shouldn't, right? But like, it, it's it is hard what not it is. To. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It's almost like just going into it as an extended pivot, you know? And, totally. Exactly. And what like about a giant long pivot? What about for um, what about for coaches? Coaches who have lifters who happen to be pregnant. You know, what is the? Uh, we, you've gone through this experience now you know, mm-hmm. as a, as a lifter who is pregnant, you had a coach who was working with you. And I'm sure that this experience is only making, giving you more tools in your toolbox to make you an even better coach going forward. So what would your advice be to coaches who are working with lifters? And mm-hmm. after that, maybe in particular male coaches like myself, who I'll mm-hmm. never get to experience that, you know, so I'll yeah. never fully comprehend. So what would be your advice and guidance in those terms? Yeah. I mean, I think, <clears throat> Um, something that I didn't really deal with, but that a lot of women do, um, is, you know, some element of like body dysmorphia. Right. Um, and so being cognizant of like, even if, you know, these are like all wanted changes, but your body is like changing physical appearance faster than probably it ever has in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can be really weird to deal with if you're just like seeing yourself and constantly looking different, even if it's like, you want to be looking that way when it's that fast, it's really hard to adjust to. Um, so I think particularly for male coaches to just like be cognizant that like that may be a thing, right? Um, 
also about how that, as you were mentioning, like how that relates to like your biomechanics, um, that things are gonna be very different, balance is really different, um, and, you know, just acknowledging and kind of being on the lookout for that. Um, and then I think the other big thing is finding, um, like always searching for modification rather than like just committing to the thing or throwing the thing out, mm -hmm. you know, like you really like benching, but like, you know, you get now get dizzy when you are lying flat on your back, which happens pretty commonly. What can we do to, you know, closely approximate this, you know, what modifications can we make to um, still let you have that some element of this training thing that you love? Um, and I also think like having some element of reframing in terms of, for me, it was helpful to reframe where it's not that I'm needing to do some special training to prepare for birth or motherhood or pregnancy, but rather that I'm finding a way to continue doing a thing that I love. Um, and the, like, that's really where the, the effort and the intensity is um, and the intention is rather than making it sort of a like weird um, mommy competitive thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so for, 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 for me as a coach, my takeaway from that is that if I have a lifter who happens to be pregnant, I love that phrase, <laughs> um, totally. you know, just one, be cognizant of that person and, you know, especially in our society, like image is an issue. Image can be very, very tied to our identity. And so be cognizant that they may be feeling that pressure, that outside pressure okay. with that change. Um, secondly, you know, encourage, encourage modification when necessary um, and, and try to use at least my expertise or my creativity to help them achieve what it is that they want to do. So we mm -hmm. can't bench press, but we can do standing cable press or exactly. something like that, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then just kind um, of, um, I guess, coaching and guiding that, that mental reframing of things, just like we yeah. do in rehab, just hoping to encourage that. Okay. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. And really like making it okay to like really like very dramatically increase intensity if you need to, right. Like sort of in the same way that this you deal with this in injuries right where like the priority is to keep training that's that's like the priority right mm -hmm. and if you know like if something is not feeling great about it like drop a ton of weight try it again um and that like that's okay you're you're not going to like completely go to back to being untrained um and also like it's a pretty dramatic life event right and so to expect that you're just gonna sort of like continue be fine have no effect and immediately like go back to right where you were like that's not accurate right mm -hmm. and um coming to terms with that and knowing that this is like a longitudinal process and like you will get back to where you were but like probably not a month after you get birth right just accept it for what it is which is which i'm sure you have this conversation all the time hey look i know you want to you want to get that but it's going to take a while we're in exactly. this for the long run we're in this from the long run so we're not maxing out every day we're it's in it we're in it for the long run so yeah. let's focus on a way that we can do this every day versus okay yeah totally um and i think checking in about like fatigue levels too um, you know, like my fatigue got my like kind of general fatigue got better. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would feel really energized in my workouts. Um, I feel good. I wouldn't feel like totally out of it. I wasn't like pushing too hard. And then like, I would like end up taking a two hour nap. <laughs> and I'll be like, it would be like, wait, what, how did I felt good? What happened? 
Um, so, you know, like, so I, I take that as like, if we can, if we can get a great workout in, we'll, we'll get a great workout in and then look forward to a two hour nap after the fight. Sure, yeah. It's, it, <laughs> just, it was just very weird yeah. um, to be like, huh, that, you know, workout felt great, you know, like, um, I wasn't like dizzy or any, you know, there was nothing that was like, yeah. you know, a warning sign or anything, but I was out afterwards. <laughs> on on the subject of fatigue, what about like soreness? Did you experience DOMS or anything like that more often than normal or was it less? No, it was less often, but I also think that's because like my intensity was so much lower. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I did not have DOMS really I don't know at all. Um, I did continue to have like, you know, sciatic pain. Um, I guess, so something that, you know, there are all these little things that like as a male coach, you like wouldn't know necessarily um, or as a female coach, right? Um, I didn't know about some of these things, right? Like round ligament pain is like pretty common. So those are like the ligaments that attach your uterus to your pelvis. Mm. and they normally don't have to do a whole lot when your uterus is small. Um, but when your uterus is really big and is stretching, like they're also stretching and they're also doing a ton of work. And it's not like you can, they're ligaments, like you can't make them stronger in yeah. a couple months. Um, they're just gonna be stretched and um, they can often like cramp, right? Um, when they're pulled in a certain way. So that often shows up as like, you do a thing, like you roll over in bed and all of a sudden you have this just like stabbing pain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it goes away in like a couple minutes usually, but um, that's, you know, that can be like, whoa, God, what happened? And it's like, it's normal. Like maybe when you do that movement again, do it a little slower. Um, but that's so stuff like that that is can like that, can that be confused for as like for anything else like would 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 i have a a, a lifter saying like oh you know my hip flexors are really turning on or is it pretty potentially okay. yeah potentially it's pretty distinct just because of how sharp it is mm -hmm. um but you know like in third trimester i started having a lot of just kind of constant lower like abdominal mm -hmm. pain um kind of in that area and um i actually ended up getting and using a like pregnancy support belt which is like they're really stupid looking um they're <laughs> um but mostly for like you know i was trying to walk more um mm -hmm. and on my walks it was just like oh my god it would get so painful um and so having that was really helpful some people may not need it. It's some people, you know, I think it really depends. Like I didn't get any back pain. A lot of people do. I don't know why, but maybe um, you had a strong back. Who knows? Maybe strong back, <laughs> right? But we'd like to think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if only it were that easy. <laughs> if only it were that easy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I did have a lot of like pelvic pain. Um, mm -hmm. And so the belt was really helpful for that. But I, I, you know, not like wearing it all day long or anything. It was like, you know, when I would go for a walk or um, for certain training things, like I wore it for kettlebell swings just because that was a little more yeah. ballistic and that helped. Hmm. Well, I, I really appreciate your time and your your advice and your, your, your experience, your insight has really been helpful because now it's kind of getting the gears turning in my head. Like, okay. What can yeah. I expect, you know, if I have a lifter who's expecting, what can I do to help support that person? And, you know, and it, as a coach, they may be falling a little bit more on me to be creative for them, you know, because that's what you'd expect. You'd expect your coach to be creative and help you. And so, yeah. you know, I think putting in the work now to start thinking of things now and modifications now, not to throw everything at them, but just have them in my toolbox ready to use when the yeah. situation seems appropriate. I really appreciate you giving me the time and your, your energy and stuff today. I know you're probably yeah. a little tired. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, fine. It's, you know, uh, it's yeah. I'd love to follow up, um, you know, in a couple of months after, yeah. after the birth, just to see like, 
post, you know, delivery road, you know, road back to road to recovery, essentially, is what it comes to be. Okay. To be. I mean, you're you made a whole person. <laughs> this is deal. very true. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, um, um, I think mainly just like knowing that everyone is going to be different, like very, very different um, in like the course of their pregnancy, um, how they feel about it. Um, obviously there are like, you know, women who like love being pregnant. Um, I was not one of those people. Um, and like, you know, it, it's going to be very different for each person, I think. And, um, some people are going to want to continue pushing through until they can't anymore. And some people are not going to want to, um, and finding out how to like, yeah, meet them where they're at, um, is super important as well as like, there's no universal modification you can make because different things are going to feel good for people and not good for someone else. And you kind of can't predict it. It's just, you know, how your body carries, how, you know, like what you've done in the past, what you have fear about, right? Um, and, you know, I think that's all gonna impact what movements are appropriate for which person. It's that typical, um, that typical coaching approach of, you know, yeah, we have a bunch of things that usually work for most people, but then again, I got to remember that everybody's a little different, so can't really get mad at them that much about whatever. And so yeah, yeah. And for the lifter, just kind of own your journey, I guess, you know? Yeah, exactly. Cool. And be awesome. okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Which sometimes is easier said than done like many Absolutely. things <laughs> so much yeah. easier said than done yeah okay well i really appreciate your time thank you very much annie um you for bet. anyone who's still watching the video or listening to the podcast again this is uh annie paladino uh we're gonna put her instagram handle in the show notes your instagram ha handle how is that it's the at uh, paladino strength at paladino strength I and mean, you can find the website paladinostrength.com yep beautiful beautiful, right. web beautiful website by the way i love it I, I was clicking around on there. I was like, oh, this is, I like the colors and it, it, it works so well. And it's, it's so cute. Great website. So if you have a chance you. in the Seattle area, uh, visit Annie. Um, she's very, very intelligent, knows what she's doing. And I would highly recommend. We'll see you. Thank Thanks you. for giving us your time. Of All course. Right. My pleasure. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Okay. I'm going to hit stop recording.